Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, I just slept for the whole day on Thursday. Um, and then, you know, it was not too good uh, the day after. So. Oh, goodness. So it, it did all last best, a couple of days. All better now, yes. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, oh. Yeah, so we are on class number 10. And oh. let me just bring up my my email here where I sent you the photograph. So, um, questions. What questions do you have? Well, I, I'm in a bit of a panic because this is our last one. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and I just, um, what happened was last week, obviously, I was ill. And then I've been away for a couple of days and I got back a few hours ago. But I have, it's been playing on my mind um, that this is our last session. And I still feel very unsure of myself. Yes. And I'm not sure of my way forward at the moment. Okay. Um, I know that um, with Jenny and Stella, they kind of went on and did another 10 sessions with you. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, at the moment, I can't afford to go straight in and do that. Yes. And I I was just wondering if this, um, what, what your thoughts were. I mean, is there any way, um, do, do, do you do like once a month or... Yeah, so you uh, you actually have the option if you want, if you go on my website, uh, learntotalkwithanimals.com, that website, there is a mentoring option for all students, yourself and other students who don't even take the 10-week class, to work with me either in a half an hour or an hour increment. Half an hour is... $50 US time if that's all you need or um, $100 for the hour so it ends up working out to the same exact price and so you can do that as needed that's kind of totally up to you there's no you know we do it for so many weeks in a row that's you've got ultimate oh, freedom that, that would be absolutely brilliant yes um, yeah because I was I was thinking you know I, it's just I've got so many other financial things going out mm -hmm. at the moment I think oh no you know yes now let's also address the feeling unsure that actually Denise is very normal okay so no matter how many sessions I think that you would do or any student would do with a professional teacher they're still probably going to have that little bit of unsuredness because it is different doing it on your own and you've done some of it on your own already and now you have a lot more experience behind you because we've been doing a lot of practice in these weeks with that said that uncertainty is just your ego still feeling like you know what I am not doing this maybe every single day I haven't gotten the the like all the familiarity behind me yet and that's okay um, when I started doing this professional after a year and a half of practicing as a student I went professional and Denise for the next couple of years I was still uncertain there would clients would get on the phone and I would just say a brief prayer to the divine please make sure this is good please help me to do good work <laughs> um, yeah. and so yeah. it's it's par for the course no matter how much training you have it's kind of like doctors they go to medical school they've got 10 plus years behind them and yet their first cases their first year they may still feel uncertain yeah yeah oh oh thank you for that I mean it's great to hear that I still think I've got a way to go till I'm ready to take that final step. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's good to know that I can have, I still can have sessions with you. Yes. And I will, I will take on board that whenever we reach the time that we both think I've had enough sessions, I'll probably still feel like this. <laughs> yes, and what you'll do then is say to yourself, okay, it's part of me moving through this experience because I have to kind of walk through my ego's fears in order to come out 
in the light on the other side. So you're going to yeah. walk through this again and again and again, that, that, those uncertainties and fears. You know, I've been doing this for 12 years and every now and then my little ego pops up and it's like, you know, it gets me worrying. And I usually look at it at this point. It's like, whoa, what's that about? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but yeah. it's just part of how we're wired in bodies. So don't let it stop you is my point. It can be there and yet it's still not going to affect your work. Right, yeah. Because you do your work yeah. from essence. You do your work from a whole different place than your ego mind comes from, right? You're doing it from a centered place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And also, between now and going professional, do as many free, even if you got to do them free, free sessions as you can. The more um, practice, 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 you kind of present yourself with that ego mind starts to relax more Denise and I do find that the amount of you know if you take a, a month off in between that and doing your next practice your ego will be louder that month later um, so try to do it more 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 and consistently just so that you can kind of walk through that fear a little bit every day and again that's just you working through it um, it's not yeah. gonna stop you anyway but don't don't wait until yeah. you feel confident before you start doing this work professionally because it's not going to yeah. probably happen. It didn't for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to say to you is um, I have had a few cases of, over the time it, it, before working with you and since where I haven't got a lot of stuff, but the stuff that I've got from an animal, the owners actually said, Oh yeah, that just confirms what we, we knew anyway, or what we were thinking. Excellent. And, and sometimes then I've thought to myself, oh well, what good am I doing? Because actually I feel I haven't got new stuff. I've just, even though they haven't told me what they were feeling, it's like what I picked up has confirmed to them. Is so watch the judgment of that. Getting confirmation from the owners on something they already thought actually is confirmation for you, for you that you're hearing the animal accurately. It reinforces for the animal what the animal's trying to get across and it allows the animal to go, oh, phew, my people do get it. I've been wondering. They do get it. So um, we really, and, and that happens for me too. Don't always think new information is what we're after because now that means you've got attachment to a goal, right? And right. we, we don't, we as ACers don't want to be in attachment to anything. We're just here to listen, to receive, and to relay. Yeah, yeah. That's your goal. Just yeah. perceive the animal the best of your and, ability. And I think that's what I struggle with, Danielle. It's like I want to, I, my mind goes over time trying to solve whatever it is somebody's brought to me. Yes, because that's what our egos do. So that's why it's it's okay to think about oh how am I gonna you know what what's gonna the animal gonna say and all that type of stuff before the session, but take that time to get centered, bring yourself to that essence point, and then begin the session and let go of everything your ego mind thought. And you know what? If it feels like the owner and the animal are wanting to, you know, solve something together, well now they've got you on board and you can be the relayer of information back and forth. So. Solving from a space of essence is very different than solving from a place of ego, is my point. Right, yes, I hear you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think my marker is when I'm full of fear, then I'm coming from ego. Yes, exactly, because our essence, the soul part of you does not fear anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So if there's fear, take it with all. Take it with a grain of salt. Okay. So, sorry, say that. Say that bit again. Um, if you're in fear, take it with a grain of salt. So it's a, a saying here that basically means um, don't put much weight into the fear. Don't worry about yeah. it. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The biggest thing uh, we tend to want to do is help. Okay, and really we've got to step back and say, you know what, I'm not going to judge what comes through because what the animal relays may be the biggest help that the owner doesn't even choose to express to me. They may hear something from their animal and 
oh my God, it's life-changing for them. Or maybe they have to sit and think about it and in a week's time, it'll be life-changing for them. And yet they never tell me the AC or that it was life-changing. So I kind of move forward in this work, not knowing just how much value my work was. So I want you not to play that head game with yourself and just be like, you know what? I'm here to show up and do the work. And whatever, you know, things that people tell me for confirmation and feedback or aha moments they have that they share with me, that is awesome. And I'm not going to judge myself at the end of a session and say, well, that was a good session. That was a bad session. I'm just going to say, I just did the work. I had a session. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really, um, that, uh, it, I, I like hearing that because it, cause it does, it takes all that judgment away, doesn't it? Yep. And um, so that's what we're doing. We're having sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A absolutely. And, and I, you know, it, it's, it's like, I, as you just said, sometimes you won't know because something will come to light later on through what has happened in that session. Exactly. Um, so, yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The biggest reason, Denise, why most people who start out taking an animal communication class, don't continue on uh, either, you know, working proficiently, efficiently with their own animals or doing it professionally is that little judgment factor of themselves. So if you can say, ah, oh, that's the biggest hurdle I as Denise, I as any animal communicator need to um, circumvent, then you'll know that you won't allow that to be a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. You'll walk around it and you'll be like, oh, not playing your game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've, makes this... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I think at the moment, you know, we've had 10 sessions and I was thinking actually it's quite good because I think I need a couple of weeks to actually um, uh, still do the animal communication but actually look at the fears that come up. And uh, one of the things I've been saying um, since I felt I had that disastrous one with Mr. P uh -huh. um, and is just a statement to myself of oh that that's a really interesting point of view because yes. when I say that to myself it's like I've stepped away from who I am and it, I can see it clear clearer okay great so you know what works for you good but Having said that, it's like I still get all those butterflies and full of fear, so I need to work on it. It needs to become, um, and I think you're right, it's probably just do, going through and doing it and doing it and knowing that I've got those fears but still moving through it. Exactly. So animal communication work is, is spiritual work. It's us working on ourselves. We are playing yeah. this game, if you will, of talking with other humans and other animals in these things we call sessions. But ultimately, this is about your personal journey because you're, you're in the center of your world, right? The center of your reality. So yeah. you're going to walk forward again and again through, you know, the butterflies. You're going to walk yeah. past them and you're going to do the work because you're going to say to yourself, you know what? Part of my spiritual journey is to realize that the ego's fear has truly no power over me. And I'm going yeah. to do this work that just lights me up from the inside out because I'm doing it for me. Now, granted, of course, we're doing it to be of assistance to the others. But ultimately, this is your journey, Denise. And for you, you're doing it for you. Yeah. And you're yeah. worth it. You're worth walking through that fear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything yeah. else on your mind? Yeah. Yep. Anything else on your uh, mind? No, I think you know. I I I think as you said, it is a journey. Um, it, it's not that um, suddenly I'm going to get a certificate and that's it, I'm an animal communicator, because it, it is, it's, it's part of a life's journey, it's, it's kind of part of living. Yes. Um, it, it, it's not, it, it is work we do, but for me it, it's like, it's just a part of 
it's not separate from my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Excellent. So, um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, you sitting and looking at your fears in the weeks ahead, you can do that. But remember, there's that saying, energy flows where attention goes. Yeah. So what you might want to do is, you know what, the fear is going to come up until you kind of transcend it. So you really don't have to look too very much at it if you don't want to. You could just do the sessions, knowing it's going to show up for you probably at the beginning of the session. But once you're centered, it's going to go away throughout the during session. And, you know, it probably will be completely gone by the time you come back to being totally you. Right. Yeah. So it really only exists for a short period of time. Um, just another tip here. I do not allow myself to think about my clients that I'll be having later in the day ahead of time. I just kind of have that kind of um, clean boundary for myself. It's kind of a gentle rule. Like, nope, nope, I'm not putting my energy, time, or focus on that until I'm ready to sit down and have that session with a client because... I don't want my brain starting to try to help me by thinking about this or that or maybe this or maybe I should ask that during no nope, no nope, no nope, I'm not gonna do it that's one of the reasons why I tell clients you know what I do want to know um, in my form that you fill out online when you book tell me the basic topic for the session but yeah. details keep those in the back of your mind to ask live question wise when we're doing the call it's because Denise I don't want all that stuff in advance because I know my mind my mind will do stuff with it and I don't want to go there yeah yeah no I definitely uh, yes I think that's a very good idea it's like <laughs> yeah yep yeah all right yeah. And, and it is it, it, it's that thing of, of living in the now isn't it it is yep and not only yeah. that um, wisdom comes in the moment Everything yeah. I've read, everything I've experienced, in those moments when wisdom pops through, you know what? It doesn't come because I pre-thought about it or pre-planned for it. It arrives in the most perfect moment of the present. Yeah. So this work is so light and easy for you to do as a result because there's no preparation. Well, there's little, right. there's very little preparation. You get the picture, you get the basic information, maybe the topic, and then you you walk away until it's time to sit down with that owner and do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I do. If I know that somebody's asked me to do a, a communication, uh, I spend probably more time worrying about going to do it than I do actually doing it. Okay, so try implementing that rule for yourself. Oh, I caught myself thinking about that session later today. I'm going to go wash dishes. I'm going to go take a walk in nature. I'm going to go distract myself <laughs> with something else. I'm not going to yeah. play that mind game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, um, so practice animals. I didn't know if you really wanted to work with Mr. P again or not, or if you wanted to let that go. Um, either way is totally up to you, and I'm fine with anything, but there are situational um, sessions that I brought here as well. So where do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I think with Mr. P, I'm going to skip doing Mr. P. Okay. Um, what, what I did do is I did phone my friend, and I told her that I really struggled um, with Mr. P. Um, I did kind of give her the basics of um, the things that came up with Mr. P. Okay. And, and actually, I was completely honest with her. And I said at the end, actually, because it was a, quite a bit more complicated than what I'm used to, um, you know, I, 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 she's a good friend, so I could say it to her. I said, you know, I really wanted to give up doing it altogether. And um, she immediately exclaimed and said, no, you can't do that. And contacted me back with another friend of hers who had a horse so I don't know at all asking if I'd do a communication with that horse <laughs> nice that's that's proof so, your friend believes in you that's awesome <laughs> so um you know that despite the fact that I know I did terribly and I I was beating myself up it was like she she was kind of very enthusiastic and like no you can't do that you know <laughs> <laughs> very good very good <laughs> but having said that, um, actually, I just don't feel right doing Mr. P this time. I haven't asked her permission if we can 
continue anyway and I don't know what the situation is or what questions to ask him so I'd like to work with some of the other animals. Okay sounds good so there's quite a few listed where would you like to start? Um, I think Guinness and uh, Jameson? The Wolfhounds. Okay excellent. J Jameson yeah. Alright so let's so, see left is Jameson Okay, on the left. Okay, let me just get that up. Okay. Okay, yeah. Alright, so here's what's going on. They're both living, so we'll have to go to the universe. They're about 10 years old. They are brothers, true brothers. Uh, they live with an elderly basset hound and an older couple. The owner's notes. Both dogs have always had the entire run of the finished basement. Suddenly, though, they're spending all their time in the downstairs TV room, which is where the family does mostly hang out. Why are they not wanting to leave the TV room? Also, how would they feel about our taking in our neighbor's older dog? The neighbor has Alzheimer's disease and this dog is going to need a home soon. So let's first address the room, what's going on. Now you've got two dogs there. We have to work with the universe. You can work with one of them, both of them. It's up to you. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll work with, I think, with the, the one on the left, Jameson. Okay. So yes, it's true, they like the room, it is warm, it's the only room downstairs with a sliding glass door that faces the sun, and it is cozy for them, comfortable. Um, and what was the last part there? Oh, they, what was it? Uh, no, I just, that, the feeling is, is um, that they're quite tired, but it's not a tired that's a, um, uh, like um, an old tired, although they are older dogs. It's like a relaxed tired in there. Okay, okay. So they're relaxed in there. Okay. They are They are relaxed. This is true. Um, I, I, um, I, I just had a, a flash of like, I think, it, I don't know whether... Okay, now if I was a client and you said it just like that, how would you want to reword that or what would you want to check on before you stated it? Okay, I want to just check um, if it's something physical, why they like being in that room. Okay. achiness in the joints yes. and the warmth in that room actually does help. Yes, this is accurate. This came up during my session too. Good. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm also getting that um, and I think this the universe has shown me that this is for both of them, that they like being in that room they like being with the older couple they feel that they are older dogs yes and it, it's comfortable for them they they feel um like they share a rapport uh, on more than just a, an owner dog relationship it's like um physically they share 
something that, that, that I, I don't know. There seem to be um, okay. They feel comfortable and happier being in the same vicinity as their owners. Excellent. That's right on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why they stay. And I think it is to do with their age and also the age of the owners. Okay. It does have to do with the dog's age. Let me go to the universe about the second half. Universe... Uh, does there, the dog staying in this room have anything at all to do with the age of the owners? I do hear yes to that, which surprises me. Why is that, please, universe? It's just easier for everybody to hang out one place, is the answer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're accurate. Very good. So, um, the owner's other question during the call was, are they actually afraid to leave the room? Um, I'm picking up, it's not fear, it's just that it's easier for them to be in the room and they feel happier and healthier in the room. Yes, very good, very good. The owner later told me that they, their dog beds, their dog bowls, I mean everything that is all their stuff is also located in the room they're choosing to spend in. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So you nailed that one. That's exactly right. So there wasn't a problem here. It was just that they just prefer it for multiple reasons. Okay. Right. So you yeah. got it. Good. Okay, second half. So the neighbor has a dog, an older dog. All I know is it's male. I don't know its breed or anything. Um, and the owner has Alzheimer's. How would these dogs feel about having this dog come into the household? Okay. anxiety and I think it's from Jay, I, I, I feel that but, um, each of the dogs feels slightly different okay um, client I might think hmm what does that mean what does that look yeah. like so okay do a follow-up but you're um, on the right track okay I, I'm picking up that Jameson actually wouldn't want much to do with this dog if it did come into the household and will want to be left alone. Yes. And I'm picking up that Guinness, there, there would be more of a curiosity and an acceptance, but it would only go as far as the dog learning its place. Okay. Okay, yep, that makes sense. Um, it, it, it's almost like Jameson just can't be bothered <laughs> yeah. to have to have another dog come in. Uh huh. Yep. It's like okay, I'm just doing my thing. That dog can do its thing. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, both dogs told me the, the same general thing. We're really not caring one way or the other if the dog comes in. We want to do our own thing. We want to be left undisturbed, which I wonder is what your equilibrium meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just kind of wanted to be left alone. And they did have slightly different points of views, so this is correct, too. Oh. Okay, good. Well done. Well done. Oh. Okay, so where next? Um, I actually wanted to go to Bella. Okay. I'm quite, <laughs> I, I think maybe um, I'm quite fascinated with why she's eating things, because I have had dogs that have been similar. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> so, three-and-a-half-year-old uh, dog, she has been living with the owner since she was a puppy. They did say that they, she's been doing this behavior since she was a puppy, and they kind of thought she'd outgrow it. But she yeah. continues to eat socks were her favorite thing. Um, socks, other clothing, ponytail holders, plastic items. But it was like she, the owner said it was never her own dog stuff. It was always people-oriented stuff, and socks were her favorite. Wow, yeah. So why is she doing this is the big question. Okay. Um, I'm feeling did say that she tends to do it when they're not looking, but they're still in the house oftentimes. So that would okay. be yeah, that would be true. Okay. Yes. And, and she just likes to have them in her mouth and swallow them. Okay, so she does just like doing it. This is true. There's um, more. Okay. Okay, so if I was the client and I heard my AC or say it has something to do with a game, maybe uh, the other part you said, with a question mark at the end of your voice, I would think, hmm. So I want you to recheck if you need to recheck or try to state it in a different way because you're, you're relaying now. So we want you okay, to be clear. Okay. Makes sense. Well done. Good. So I would say, as a client, huh? What's that hole she's trying to f trying to fill? Maybe we can do something to fill it for her. Yeah.
she looks like she's in um, a space of, or in a state of going around looking for things, um, uh, it's a time that she needs, she does need attention. She, she needs somebody to do something with her, whether that's to play a game with her or take her for a walk or take her outside or, or just become aware of her. Yes. Nice. Um, I, I think in human terms, it would be the same as a child that's feeling lonely. Yes. So even if people are around, if they're not paying attention, she is doing things to fill that hole herself. Yes. Well done. There's one other component here. If the owner was to ask you, you know, we're curious, is she getting enough exercise? Okay. craves more than exercise actually being with people um is she getting enough exercise i'm picking up that she's not bothered about the exercise she just wants people to be doing things with her and if that means going for a walk and somebody's paying attention to her then she's happy to have more exercise yes very good she needs people time where the people are exercising her. You can't, I, I said to the owner, you can't just take this dog, put her in a large backyard and expect her to exercise herself out no matter how large the yard was, even if it was an acre. And that's because yeah. she has to be, she has to get her people time fill in too. Yeah. So yes, that's accurate. Um, does this dog, Denise, Sensing through the universe, does this dog have a natural desire to put things in her mouth? Okay. Uh, I'm hearing yes. Yes. See if you can feel that. Go into her body for a moment, her energy field and just feel what it's like to have some object in her in her mouth and feel her what she gets out of it what does she emotionally get or mentally get out of holding that object in the mouth um it feels like a comfort blanket yes very... uh, it, it, like a dummy i mean it's something it's soothing very good very good so that's further confirmation for you. She's trying to fill that that basic need of people time, being with my people, doing something engageful with my people, and I'm doing this because it's the next closest thing I can do for myself while they're busy. Yeah. You will discover that there are times when some dogs are very... Mm, they have a huge draw to put things in their mouth. They're like the child, the human child who has to touch everything. Have you ever met one of those children? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you tell them not to touch it. It's like they can't help themselves. They can't not do it. There are some dogs and, and Bella happens to be one of those who very dexterous with her mouth. Yeah. Okay. And when you discover a dog like that, it's helpful to say to owners, She's dexterous with her mouth naturally. She wants to put everything in her mouth. This is just her way of engaging with the world. So let's encourage her to put things that are dog appropriate. Find different textured dog toys that she likes. Fill them with peanut butter, you know, Kongs filled with peanut butter that is frozen. Give her some licking and chewing time. In other words, give her mouth something to do in a therapy kind of way. And I said to these owners, three times a day, See what kind of games or lickable toys you can give her to get that 
desire to mouth things out appropriately which will hopefully help to, between that and you exercising her more with her, with yourselves doing the exercising, is going to help fill that need of I've got to, i got to yeah. do this, i got to do this, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so this is not a case of a dog having a stomach ache and trying to put things in the stomach to soothe the stomach. That's not what this is about in this case. It's also not about the dog missing something in her diet and trying desperately to find that missing nutrient by putting something in her stomach. That's not what this yeah. is about. This is about boredom and needing exercise and just filling that need. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> you did great. You really did great. interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where next? Um, I think we're, we're back to horses, aren't we? Yes. So, um, how, uh, should we do shine? Yes. All right. So she's five years old, uh, owned by a single female owner. She was recently purchased. Recent, I think, was just a, a month or two month or two ago and I spoke with this horse maybe two or three weeks ago the owner wrote we were out cantering outside and all of a sudden shine fell I got hurt badly as she'd accidentally rolled on me was this an act a random accident or is this likely to happen again what caused this was her huge question and is shine okay since falling she seems okay to me right Okay, so take a deep breath before you before you even share anything. Take a deep breath. Drop down as deep as you need to go to get beyond your own ideas. And re-ask the universe, why did shine fall? is a front leg and my rights and lefts and other people's rights and lefts sometimes come through flip-flopped. The uneven ground played a factor. Good, you got that. Um, take a look or ask the universe, is her, you're getting right for front left, so use that. Is her front left leg weak when she's on, when she's cantering on even ground or is it only weak? on uneven ground. Okay. 
it's a problem on uneven ground. Um, Very good. The, the, I'm, I'm picking up that there, there still is that feeling of pins and needles and weakness on even ground, but because it's even ground, it doesn't show up the same way. Okay. Okay. I would say that's fair. Yes. Um, the universe is telling me that it's uh, the weakness shows up on uneven ground, not uneven ground, which is the same thing you got. And then when I ask the general questions, is one of those two legs weaker in general? And I'm getting a yes to that. So yes, different words, but same information. Yeah. Okay. okay. So her next big question is, is she likely to fall again? Or was it kind of a fluke incident? Um, at the moment, she will, she is likely to fall again. Okay. I, 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 I hear there's something to do with needing to build up the muscle. Okay, so I hear yes to the first question, universe, truth. Is it something about building up the first, the, or building up the muscles? I hear, yes, strengthening exercises would help. So, yes. Yeah. Very good. And Ono's other question, is Shine okay? She seems okay. Uh, I get, I'm getting a picture that she is okay, and what she's got is a bit like if we'd been in bed and not you'd been walking for a few days. Okay. Yeah, you know, a bit like say we've had flu, and then when we get up, we feel a bit weak. Okay. It's okay. not that we're ill still, it's just that we need to get back up to being fit and healthy again. Okay, so universe please, how about that information? Is that true? I hear yes. She had to kind of work it out, um, walk it out over the next couple of days shake it out but and yeah i see her walking just fine and normal if my eyes yeah. were on her so yeah that makes sense very good very very good the, the biggest part there that you got right on is it had to do with the uneven ground and I, I i said that to the owner i said it's like she stepped in uneven ground like like there was a divot or a hole and i don't mean a hole like a gopher hole but maybe two three inches low she said the entire ground where she was cantering was indeed on grass and it was all uneven and we don't usually canter there is what the owner said uh yep yeah yeah so very good you got it you got it uh. Okay, and let's let's see if we can work the last one in. Okay. So this is Birdie. Um, it is a he, five years old, living, owned by a female, um, owned for one year. Okay, so the owner said, I'm very confused, both at a show and at one other time. So once when he was ridden, once when he was out, not being ridden, out of the blue, he started hopping around on three legs, lifting his front right. We and the vets can't seem to find any consistent lameness and are confused. What's going on and how can we help? So basically the first question, what is bringing this on? Why is he hopping? Okay. It's not something seriously wrong at all. Correct. Uh, I, I'm. I, 
it, it's um it's almost like Bertie's seen something or another horse doing it and it's for fun okay so recheck okay Yes. Um, and it's a way of, he doesn't want to, it's too painful to put down until it, the cramp's gone. Yes. No, I'm, I'm getting stuck. I, I kind of had a thing of something to do with exercising and heat or, or something, and it comes on. I, I'm getting the feeling that although he doesn't get it often, he gets the beginning of it, but there's something that he does usually that stops it progressing. Okay, let me see what the universe says about that. So, universe, please... Does it sometimes come on, start coming on, but then he does something to evade it? I hear no to that, so let okay. that information go. Okay. Um, let's see if, let me tell you this much. So I asked her, okay, you've owned this horse for a year. Has he done it the entire year? She said no, only within the last month. Okay. So what question might you want, you want to ask based on that information? Um, well, uh, is there anything particularly that is being done or not being done that's that's bringing this on? Okay, okay. And, and the girl would say, I'm working him the exact same way. So I, as the human, am not doing anything different. Okay. 
but but you could pose that to the universe and ask is there's anything different that's happening I keep hearing salt haha <laughs> you got it you got it okay dig further ah <laughs> uh, oh okay so, so um has he been having less salt or more salt, or should yeah. I ask the universe? <laughs> um, I'm ha I'll have you ask the universe, but I, I asked the owner a very similar question, so I'll tell you what she said in a minute, but just for kicks, go okay. to the universe. seeing this uh like a brick a salt brick i think okay and if i was the client listening would you say just that or would you give me more no no i'm trying to i'm feeling my way <laughs> oh i'm sorry denise you're just talking out loud i'm sorry go ahead Well, I, I, I'm picking up that he's been getting more salt. Yes. So I asked, he used to. Yes. So I asked the owner, is he getting more salt? She said, yeah, the um, stable barn gal in the past month has started giving him salt twice a day with his grain instead of once a day. Oh. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you've got the connection. That's what's causing the cramping. It's something to do with a change in the electrolytes in the, in the circulation or the bloodstream, right? And it's not just affecting anywhere in the body, it's affecting one area. Right. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, you know, the owner's thinking, my horse has some major issue, and we just can't figure out what it is, and it was nothing more than he's getting too much of a salt supplement. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. done. Good job. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so look at that. You did four of these in a row, and you nailed every one. Wow. And when you go back and listen to the recording, you're going to hear yourself working through this. And for the most part, you did most of the work. There were a couple key questions we asked just to, you know, orient you. But those are questions that the owner might have just brought to the call or did bring to the call. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And, and you know what, Denise? The people who are going to want you to practice with their animals, they, they're going to, the, they and the universe are going to bring you generally questions that indeed you're ready for. Okay. Right. So you get what you get, even if you feel like there's more there. And I've said to clients before, you know what, I've, I've given you all I can give you because that's all that's coming through and me checking with the universe. I'm giving you everything I can. And I said, I got to be honest. I feel like there's another component here that I can't, that I'm missing. I can feel it, but I can't seem to glean what it is. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind and hopefully your vet will be able to put all this together and complete that missing piece. And I'll give you a, a real clear example where that happened and it was helpful. So I'm talking with the client's dog. The dog had been vomiting and doing diarrhea for a couple months on and off fairly regularly. She was dropping weight. She was 10 years old. She was um, not doing good at all. She was basically dying. And she had been to the best vet, vet hospital in New York State where they, do a they have a teaching veterinary uh, hospital there. And the, they couldn't even figure out what was going on. And they were testing galore. And I asked the dog, I said, you know, here, here's what she's telling me. There is something off in the intestinal lining of the track. I can see the intestines are kind of sloughing off from the inside out. There's poor nutrient absorption. And I said, there's, there's not an obstruction. And yet I get this feeling of that I can't quite tell you what it is. Of there's some major component here 
to the GI system above and beyond what I've shared. And, um, I, you know, I just can't tell you what it is. Um, so anyway, I, I, I relayed what I knew and what I didn't know. And they ended up deciding to do one more test. They'd already spent a lot of money on this dog. And they did a biopsy of the intestinal lining. And they ended up uh, sending it out. And it ended up being she was diagnosed with um, some sort of a bacteria in the lining that was missing. So an under... Um, a lessening of that and IBS and there was a um, a contraction of the um, uh, of the intestinal lining it was like a squeezing effect but it wasn't blocked off so it was not a blockage anyway I, I can't even remember the exact word or diagnosis they used but that missing piece ended up totally making sense in connection with everything else that I was able to get. So just because, even though I couldn't get the whole picture, the little bit I was able to give them made them decide to do that test, which is what led to the diagnosis. And now she's, they put her on a special hydrolyzed diet and she instantly started um, recovering and now she's fine. Wow. So I say that to share with you, we don't have to get everything. Don't beat yourself up for thinking like, oh my God, that was a poor session because I could feel something that I couldn't quite give to the owner. Don't judge yourself like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, oh. how do you feel? And, and you know, also thank you so much for the, the 10 weeks we've had. I'm, I am so pleased we started off this session um, because I, I'm sure I will be um, contacting you very soon for another one. <laughs> good, good, absolutely. And Denise, if you've got another minute or two, I actually want to go through the notes that you had shared with me before we started the 10-week course, and I just want to point some things out to you. Okay. okay, so you had mentioned to me that you um, felt like you got detailed stuff at times in working with the people you'd work with and that some could get confirmed and that you then told me, but then I still doubt myself. So I'm going to say to you, look at all you got accurate, not even just over the 10 weeks, but even today. And sure, there might have been some moments of doubt as you were working with these animals and yet in the end you got, you got the main key of what was going on. Okay, so yeah. doubt is nothing more than it's like fear. It's, it's an energy, it's an emotion, it shows up, it rears its ugly head now and then, but you don't have to fight it. You don't have to tell it to go away. You can just, you know, kind of take a deep breath and go back to essence where it dissolves naturally because it doesn't exist in essence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you also told me you get anxious at times, and I'm going to tell you, Doing this for 12 years, there are moments where my ego mind comes in and makes me feel anxious too, and I just take a deep breath and go back to essence. So you now know what to do with that anxiety when it shows up. Yes. <laughs> okay? Um, you mentioned you wanted to work with a broad base of animals, especially dogs, cats, and horses. We've done that. So yeah. you've experienced those three species more above and beyond. I don't think we did too many animals that were kind of outside of that. So you really, you really did great nailing those three species. Um, I feel that you've got a much stronger foundation than when you and I started working together. In the beginning, you were a little bit more tentative. There was a lot more, I could feel questions in your mind. And it feels like there's still some questions, sure. But it's like you, you know how to proceed now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you would mentioned to me in the beginning, tell me what I'm doing right and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Okay, so I've, <laughs> I've been pointing that out, what you've been doing right, when to ask a different question, when to really watch your wording. That's the big thought I would leave you with, watch your wording when you present something to an owner. Um, if there's something that you're still a question mark on, you could say it, talk it out loud like you do with me, and then you could immediately say, you know what, I feel there's more, so let me go back and, and check that. But I want to give this to you now before I lose it. Okay? Yeah. It just lets yeah. the owners know, I know you've got another question, owner, and I'm going to find that out. Just give me a second. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned you wanted depth and detail. Well, you've yeah. been getting it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the free-form types of questions versus just always straightforward situations. You, you uh, I think two times ago, so in session number seven, I believe, we were doing some just open work with the animals. They tell you whatever they want, so we did that too. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
Um, we talked yeah. about you starting a business when you're ready to do that. Okay, how to charge, things along those lines, how to advertise. Um, body and wellness you were interested in. Well, my goodness, goodness girl, look, you just did the body and wellness with both Shine and Birdie. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Behavior, problem solving. Well, you just did that with Bella and Guinness and Jameson. That's behavior. Okay. Yeah. So, well done. Look how far you've yeah. come. Wow. Wow. I mean, hearing you read that, it's like, yeah, I really do feel that having worked with you, I have gone deep. I know I've still got a way to go, but I can feel that um, the communications I'm doing, not that I'm doing a huge amount, but the ones I do on my own, it, it's like I, I am able to go that, that kind of next layer down, yes. just that bit deeper. Yep. Um, I, so that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh, the more you do this, there's going to be continual depth that will open up naturally to you. So I've been doing this for 12 years, and there's depth that's still unfolding for me. So there is no end you know, now we're really good at this. There is no ending for you or me or anybody else. There's just a continual unfolding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, that's what makes it so interesting. And, uh, you know, you're never going to be bored doing it, are you? <laughs> nope, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> oh. Oh, Danielle, thank you so much. You're welcome, Denise. And I'll send you a link to that, um, the mentoring, so at least you'll have that in an email if at some point you're needing that. Okay? I, I, I will. And I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send you an email and, you know, we'll, we'll try and work out um, some sort of regu regularity. <laughs> okay. Okay. That would be fine. That would be fine. <laughs> All thank right. you. All you're right. welcome. <laughs> Have a good day. You as well, Denise. Wonderful working with you. <laughs> and you. Thank you, Daniel. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.